0: All right, everybody. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the JK Experience. All right, we're gonna mix this up. I am so excited in studio tonight. Uh, Even though I don't have James, my wingman, I have two really great people that have been a part of my lives for a while. I've got Shannon and Todd Conklin. What's happening? What's happening?
1: Thanks for having us.
0: Oh my gosh, it is awesome to have you guys here. I'm so excited, not only just for this conversation, but all all of the other conversations that I know we're going to cram into the next day. So, uh, thanks for taking time out of a busy, busy schedule. I know exactly how crazy you guys are. We've we've had many conversations about just life and and how do you how do you manage everything and put it together? And you know, Todd, you and I have talked about balance in life, and we know that there's no such thing as balance in life. And what I really want to go into, and I'm just going to dive into it because we, uh, I just want to take as much time as I can with you guys. I really want to go into, you know, when we, when we often talk to individuals, we're only seeing one side of the picture. We're only seeing, um, you know, that agent or that owner or that business owner, that CEO from their perspective. And very rarely are you getting both people and the couples in to talk about what life looks like together. And you guys are in this journey together, like not only just because you're married, but also because you're both active in the companies themselves. And so Shannon, you play a very important role in the company. Todd, you obviously play a very important role in the company. I'd like to know, and I just want to dive into that is, you know, obviously you guys have grown through this and you guys are very free about talking that I think if anything, probably more now than ever in your life, are you guys comfortable Having those conversations and letting people into those areas of your life where maybe you haven't been as successful in the past. What has that growth been like for you in the last? I just want to let's just go like the last six months. Like, why have you guys gotten to a point in your marriage and in your business that you're okay talking about some of those struggles?
2: Oh no, no. I, I, yeah. first, wait, first things first, like this is so funny. First things, we're never doing another one of these without first having the questions in advance. Like we're not, <laughs> we're not doing that. Uh, but it's funny because I'm not sure we know. Uh, I don't, I don't think we have it figured out. Certainly you know, like even on the plane ride uh, over here, we had some, you know, pretty fierce conversations and uh, very interesting question. I'm, I'm never doing this again. Okay.
1: <laughs> and you know, and I've well, I I feel like I could actually answer this question because see, I that's why we're gonna have Shannon Had here. kind of this, you know, you know, you go through these struggles, and I was always very free talking about my struggles with Todd. <laughs> that wasn't a problem, but I was more, you know, I I wasn't always taking responsibility for my stuff, mm-hmm. and um, and it re- really wasn't. I mean, it was it was God when we both were pursuing Him. Then we were be able, we were able to. I was able to see a lot, things a lot clearer. Give him a lot more grace, and vice versa. Yeah. And um, just realizing that, gosh, I look at all the stuff that struggles that we have been through. I used to look at them as um, disappointed or shame or just angry that I had to go through that, rather than, man, God, I see the plan you have for us. I see things so much clearer, and we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be as strong to be able to do that for other people if we hadn't gone through that. So mm. it was a flip. It oh, was a good. mentality I like flip.
2: That. Todd? I, that's great. You know, I was listening to your, <clears throat> your intro there, and it was talking about, you know, walk a mile in my shoes and responsibility and discipline, all really important words to all of our journey. I think oftentimes uh, we, we experience our life as things that are happening to us, And there's a shame, uh, Shannon used disappointment, uh, to to that whole deal. And then once you begin to open up and be more vulnerable, and and that came from Shannon, like she forced me Mm -hmm. in our relationship to be more open and more vulnerable, just feel safer to have conversations with people. You learn, oh my gosh, I'm not the only one. Like this is a common thing and. Huh. So if it's not happening to me, then it must be happening for me. And how does that fit into what my purpose is? And our purpose, our stated purpose is to change lives. Mm -hmm. Well, well, the only way I know to change lives, you know, I love Maxwell always talks about, you, you can't give what you don't have. Mm-hmm. Well, then you better tackle some of those big issues in your life, whether they be in your marriage or with your kids or your friends or substance abuses or, you know, just being an asshole, right? You've, you better attack those, figure out what kind of person, marriage, father you want to be. Get rid of the things that are challenges to you to get there. Identify somebody perhaps that can help you get there faster and then roll up your sleeves and make it happen. Cause ultimately you are 100% in control and responsible for what the outcomes are. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I'm, you know, Shannon, you, you mentioned something earlier about just giving that grace.
0: And um, I'd heard this definition this last week. And, um, and I just loved that. I think it really kind of encapsulated, uh, and I'd like to d- dive a little bit deeper in this with you is um, giving someone grace is basically giving something what they don't deserve.
1: A hundred percent, you
0: know, um, but cause what you want to do is you want to react to that. And, and what you're doing is like, no, I'm going to give them the opposite. I'm going to give them the opposite of what they really truly deserve. And that's that grace that you have to give them in your guys's, as you guys kind of have grown together, um, and really blended those lines between marriage and business and, um, leadership and all of those things. I mean, it's not just like, it's not so clear cut, you know I mean? You just can't say, well, all right, well, as long as we get together on these things, no, no, no. It's like everything has to be aligning. Well, What has that journey been like for you? Like, what was the point where you're just like, I mean, I got to give the grace. I like I found, I found how to give grace now. How, where, how, do, how, how that happen for you?
1: I mean, I think I still figure it out on a daily basis, to be honest. But, Absolutely. But it's, um, it's knowing that I, whereas before i used to get i felt like i would just get angry and again i want to i'd want to treat him how i how he deserved rather than i want him to treat me this way so why would i treat him in a different way so um like even on the plane i you know and we both will say okay i need to tell you something it mm. might come out wrong yeah <laughs> just can you give me grace if i mess it up because you know I assume the best intentions and i think i used to always but and we both struggle with, all right, Shannon did something that made me mad mm. and she did it on purpose. Yeah. Not that, gosh, you did something that made me mad. And I know that wasn't your intent, babe. I mean, that's real heart And that's real vulnerability to say that really hurt my feelings, Todd. I know that's not your intent because I know you love me. Yeah. And, and, you know, working, working through it.
0: Yeah. Well, and I would, I you know I really, and, and I'm, I'm, I don't know how well you guys will take us when I say this, but I mean, you guys are a power couple and. And I think that a lot of people have a hard time, you know, taking that compliment because we all know, like, you know, your own faults, right? And when, when Kate and I are out they're like, you know, the, the way that people kind of hold Kate and I up in a certain light, it is hard to take that sometimes, even though we appreciate that, but we all know our faults. We, you we know, we're not perfect and we have our struggles. And I know that you guys are in, you know, they're in the limelight a lot. You guys are held to very high standards because of the success that you guys have had in business and what you guys continue to do. How do you guys deal with that? When you know, once again, you know that there's some internal things that are always going on that you're always battling, like every healthy marriage does, I would say. And there's got these expectations. How do you guys continue to not hold those types of expectations to be perfect with each other?
1: That's really funny that you're looking at me. I thought for sure. Oh, you would
2: no, 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 no. I mean, I thought he was looking at you, so I, don't know. <clears throat> like I said, I'm never doing this show without questions in <laughs> advance, but, uh, you know, listen, I, we talked about grace, I think one of the very first things you have to do is you have to give yourself grace, right? Mm-hmm. It's gotta be okay uh, that you've been forgiven and you're gonna make a bunch of mistakes along the way. And, um, I think you have to do, you have to start there. Uh, otherwise what you end up with is this false persona, these, these masks, as we talk about, um, and then that bleeds over. I got, you know, one thing we talk about, you know, how you show up here, wherever Mm -hmm. here is, is how you're going to show up someplace else. Boy, that stuff will infect the rest of your life. And next thing you know, you're, you're faking everything. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to follow a faker. Yeah. I want to follow a leader.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, Josh, you talked about discipline Um, maybe may actually in the intro, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and when, when I'm, when I'm not, um, what, what, first of all, if I miss my appointment with God in the morning, forget about it. The day is not going to yeah. go as well. I'm not going to have the composure that I need to have the patience with my kids, the grace for my husband. Um, there was this podcast I was just listening to the other day. Um, uh, Stephen Covey, maybe not anyways, um, own your weather, you know, so um, whatever I'm that. feeling, you know, I, if I don't, if i miss a point with God, I don't have the discipline to get up when my alarm says to get up and I'm not feeling myself properly. I'm not moving. I'm, I'm not able to have good weather. And mm-hmm. that's just, I'm going to take that with me to, with my kids, with my husband and definitely into the office. And we all know that energy is contagious. I always say that to my kids and mm-hmm. the negative stuff is like a, a plague.
2: Yeah. I, you know, w- one more thing to that, you know, when we think about, the, the way other people see us, I'm not saying that I don't feel it. Right. I think what I'm saying is I give myself grace. Yeah. I think by giving myself grace, it gives me the ability to use what they see in me to go out and work harder to live up to it. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so I'm not going to take the day off, right? I'm going to do one extra rep, like Mm -hmm. whatever it is Mm -hmm. so that I can align with what they see. Yeah. When
0: I, I think that not only when you give yourself that grace, you also are able to live more authentic. You know, when you, when you haven't forgiven yourself or when you have these expectations that you have to be perfect in the light of everybody else, you can't live authentic because nobody's perfect. And we know that we all struggle with things in our life. Um, You know, talking about discipline, you know, one of the things, you know, Shannon, I'm really glad that you, I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up because one of the things we talk about a lot in the office is that, you know, once you've identified those disciplines, you can't be doing eight out of the 10 of disciplines. You can't be doing seven out of the 10 disciplines because you can do nine out of the 10 disciplines. Once you've identified the ones that really help you be the best person, the best version of yourself, you got to stick to those top 10 or whatever those, those numbers are, because if you drop one of them, right, your appointment with God, it affects mm. everything else, right? It's not, it's not like you're just the 10, you know, nine tenths of the person you were. No, no, no. You're like literally half the person you, you are. That you, could if that you would day. have done. Right. How do you guys do that? How do you manage your disciplines in your life with the chaos that obviously is going on? And I say chaos in a grid way, not, not in a, like out of control way, but more of a, you you have busy lives. You have very busy schedules. And uh, how do you guys, cause you guys, I know yours are very good at that. How do you, how do you, con- how do you control that? How do you stay within your disciplines?
1: So we just, um, we're gone for about a month traveling and, I'll tell you. I mean, it was really hard to get out of it because we're in three different states, one being Hawaii. So, plane rides and you know schedules flipped upside down, and then you know had some um, stuff going on just in the office. But we were in Sun Valley, so not the main office, and and it definitely impacted it. And so a lot of times you just have to hit the reset button, and mm-hmm. there's where the grace comes in, and just know that if I do these things, I know I'm going to get this outcome. And and it's like you almost just I it, mean, it, it, discipline is something that. You cultivate every day you don't have it or you don't or have or have not when people say to me mm-hmm. i wish i had your discipline man i have to work on it every single day so yeah.
2: there's, there's a great story about greg norman uh, on a pro-am where he's played i don't know 16 or 17 holes with uh with these folks and there's a guy who's got a terrible slice just and one ball after tee shot after another tee shot it's just out of bounds to the right and come up to the 16th hole and one of them says, Hey, you know, can can you tell me what I'm doing wrong? And he goes, Yeah, just aim farther left. <laughs> now, <laughs> the, the bottom line is every single day we are at a different level. We're we're on point here and maybe a little off point here. Mm-hmm. We play the the game as the game is today. So having that discipline in each of the different areas and being able to say, Hey, listen, I hit one out of bounds. Retee. And let's do it again, right? Mm-hmm. We don't walk off the course. Yeah, we don't give up. Yeah. The other part of discipline, you know, is, is interesting. So there are areas of discipline that where Shannon is far more disciplined than I am, and there are areas that I'm more disciplined than she is. And 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 being okay with that um, in our marriage, I think there has been lots of times where one of us has looked at the other one with. The judgy eyes, you know what I'm talking about? Like
1: I don't, I don't know about one of us.
2: Maybe the other one. <laughs> no, I know which one I'm talking about.
1: <laughs> We're both slightly competitive people. Right. Slightly Type A.
2: Slightly yes. Type A. Yes. But you know, when you look at somebody and giving them the grace there, as as your spouse, you are one. We we are one yeah. person. So to yeah. judge the other person is to judge thyself. And so to lend a hand and say, "Hey, I noticed that you're having a hard time here." What can I do to help you mm-hmm. and vice versa? Mm-hmm. So do you guys create boundaries
0: where, listen, we're not talking business. We're, we're getting rid of it. I mean, and it's, cause I know it's really hard. You know, we've had seasons in our lives personally where, um, you know, Jenny and Tommy, so Tommy is our marketing director and was, you know, business partner. They were building a house. So they came and lived with us and I know it got to a point with Kate where she said enough with the business. Cause it was 24 seven. We would, go to work, talk about it, come home, talk about it. And it was an eye opener for me because it's so easy to talk about business when you're just loving it and you're just, you know, you're constantly growing, you're constantly pushing and it's exciting. Is, is, have you guys established your boundaries where you say, uh, in order for us to be healthy, we've got to have some time.
1: Yeah. I mean, and we've had a different, a few different ways that we've done that. Honestly, because it, for a while I was not in the business with him. I, I was home raising babies, mm-hmm. and you know when we started our business, and then two thousand eight happened. Todd was traveling like pretty much week on week off, and mm-hmm. so um, we got to a point where, and he just felt he had to. I mean, really, he really had to to keep a roof over our heads and food on the table. And then when we got to the point where he didn't have to anymore, he didn't know how to stop. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, it took us going to therapy. I'm going to say that on this podcast, Todd.
2: Thanks, thanks for outing me. Yeah, <laughs>
1: one of one of a few, and um, and she's like, "Do you need to actually work that? Do you have to travel that much anymore?" And he was like, "Wow, oh, I don't." Yeah. So that was a big one. And then we reestablish. We have boundaries, and we have to kind of reestablish and remind ourselves that after 6 p.m., we don't talk um, about business. Or you just and don't talk. Paid. We do, well. We don't. <laughs> we have That's nothing to say
0: problems. to each other. It's no business. I mean, <laughs> no more. No more.
1: And then Sundays, we do no tech Sundays. Although our kids are revolting, so we're going to re- revisit that boundary. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's easy to work twenty four seven. Yeah,
0: yeah. I love this. Um, you know, one of the things that I, I do constantly in my life is I do. I'm consistently inconsistent, meaning that I'm consistent with the things that I know are my disciplines but I'm inconsistent with the, as how many times I have to do, do this one thing, right? So it might be a season in my life where I'm getting up at five o'clock, but then I give myself the grace to go, you know what? It's a different season. Now I'm going to give myself the ability to get up at seven if I want to, right? Because I'm going to be burning the midnight oil or we're just, we're doing some other, we're doing something else and is taking my time and I got to give myself the rest, Right. It was a hard time for me it was hard for me to do that because i think consistency of like that's the way it's always been or that's what an achiever does or that's what a leader does or that's what an overachiever does and until i gave myself that grace personally uh to be a little bit inconsistent with it like i i I, I was always driving myself insane um todd i know you know for you you're such a driver you're such a visionary um you're such a dreamer in a positive way right How do you continue to, like, how do you not balance, but how do you continue to mold everything together, be the best dad that you need to be, be the best husband you want to be, be the best leader that you need to be? How do you do all of that with a working relationship and all the balls that you have juggling? Like, if you could try to sum it up or just try to put it in a few sentences, like where are you at with that?
2: That's a good one. You know, I think, um, I, I think wisdom is an interesting thing. Right, So we, we go through all of these experiences. Uh, most of the experiences that we go through are the failures that we've had. We take that information and then we've got to figure out how to utilize it, right? How, how do we implement it? So um, as I said, there are you know, certain areas where I may be more disciplined or maybe I don't feel the emotion as much in one area that maybe Shannon does, right? Or doesn't. And so giving examples of when her being newer to the business, Life is pretty chaotic, right? Whether it be in business, mm-hmm. leading people, especially when you're thirteen offices, three states, like you, you it's a lot of, there's a lot going on yeah. And there's a lot of that uh, before that I just never shared with her because I felt like I was protecting her. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm-hmm. She's now obviously a huge part of the the leadership of our company and is doing amazing things within our organization. She's also seeing all the good bad and the ugly. yeah, And uh, so just having the, the patience, I think, uh, but I think that came from wisdom. I think it came yeah. from times where I was trying to put square pegs in round holes and trying to have my way. It's good. This is the way it's going to be instead yeah. of just allowing God's plan to unfold. Yeah. Good.
1: Oh, no, I would just, I liked how you said the consistently inconsistent because it's, it's like a pattern interrupt, you know, you have to be able to like, Life throws a curveball at you, and you got to be able to pivot. Yeah, or else you're gonna react.
0: Yeah, yeah. I really loved, you know, one of the things you said, Todd, right there was the the fact that you were trying to do what you thought was as a good husband, good leader is protect Shannon from some of the the bad things that were going on. And I remember distinctly there was a moment with in Kate and I's relationship where um we were going through a recession we just bought a new building there was just i mean and it was just financially it was just all unraveling in a sense right and i in my leadership thought well i'm i'm not going to involve her in that because it's just going to stress her out right and um that was once again trying to go through that you know learning wisdom it was the knowledge understanding i was in the understanding part of it of going when it finally did kind of hit the fan and then we did have that conversation um, it was, it was enlightening to see how hurtful it was that as much as I was trying to protect her, I wasn't including her and she wanted to be more included than she wanted to be protected. And, and that was a, that was a massive time in our lives. Shannon, as you, um, you know, as, as you were, you know, went from, went from a uh, professional woman to raising babies and now back in the professional world of it, uh, talk to me about like what it was like for you, first of all, to go from a professional woman to raising, to raising kids and not having that's part of your life there.
1: Well, that was, um, that was all God's plan too Cause I was never, ever, ever going to be a stay at home mom. Yeah. And yeah. I said that many times and certainly to Todd and I had that baby and that first, my first baby Cole. And, um, I mean, I was, I was just, it, I mean, you can't describe it until yeah. you have a child of your own. You can't describe the love that you feel. I had no idea. And so. Um, about two months into my maternity leave, I went to my boss and said, I know I'm supposed to come back next month. Can I have an extra month? And then Mm -hmm. another month came by, I know I'm supposed to come back next month. Can I just work two days in the office and then three from home? Mm -hmm. And then I ended up going back and giving him my month's notice. So that was, um, it it was, that was chosen for me. And, um, and it was a bit hard though, because you feel like you lose your identity and Todd's out there, you know, working and getting all the accolades and posting pictures on on Facebook, you know, at dinner with this people and I'm home changing diapers and mm-hmm. scrubbing the floor. And I mean, my accolades, of course, now looking back, they're way better to get baby snuggles and yeah. and whatnot. But so there was some resentment there for sure. And then coming back into it, well, now all I want to do is go back to being a stay at home. <laughs> right, I was going to say
2: careful what you wish for. right?
1: right. Um, but You know, hearing like, you know, I, I, I totally understand Kate's point of view because man, had I known how hard it was, all those things, the thoughts, how, I mean, that could have brought us to a place that we were, you know, both that we were, we were closer, faster, you know, and, but again, God's plan, like we couldn't, we wouldn't be where we are now. Hadn't we not gone through all that? Had he not, you know, tried to, tried to protect me from it, but you know, we're, we're a team, we are one. And so we're stronger together. And so if I know what he's struggling with and vice versa, I know that I've got his support in anything that I'm struggling with and, and he's definitely got mine.
0: So, yeah, that's awesome. You know, one of the things that, um, we're seeing more of, uh, personally within the total banker, um, company here is more married couples getting into it together. They're getting into real estate together. Um, I think right now we're on our third family that is completely both committed to selling real estate, husband and wife. And it's interesting, those interesting conversations. And I really like to have those conversations with them because as much as Kate wasn't, you know, she wasn't, she wasn't never licensed. However, she was in it, right? She literally, I mean, every day she was a part of it with me. What advice would you give? And I kind of want to wrap this up. Um, what advice would you give to somebody that they their they spouses and they're saying, you know what, we're going to be committed, whether it's in real estate or just whether, and it's, it's in a, a business adventure, what would you, what, what would you give them as advice to that? They would have a little bit of wisdom and some foresight of some things that maybe they're going to be faced with, or maybe some things that they need to be either having conversations about or how they should be handling stuff.
2: Don't do, no, I'm <laughs> kidding. <laughs> I had to, I had to.
0: I know, he's such, I a lobbed that one I know,
2: that was a softball. Um, listen, I think it's amazing. Like I'll start off with a great, uh, here's the reality. Mm-hmm. I love my wife. I love going to work with her. Mm-hmm. I think it's absolutely amazing that I get the opportunity to see my wife every single day, that we get to lift each other. Nobody knows me better. Nobody knows her better. Mm-hmm. So I knew exactly what her strengths are. I think we have the ability to absolutely light the world on fire. So that's incredibly exciting for me. It's also because we know each other so well. Yeah. Can we get on each other's nerves? Sure. But more than that, we have the ability to pull out greatness from each other. Right. And because we know how they need to be spoken to, how I need to be spoken to, what, what likely she's feeling right now or I'm feeling right now. So there, there are a gazillion different, reasons why you should absolutely do it. So, so that's the, the disclaimer, right? And, and, and now some of the, the do's and the don'ts you want to, you want to play around with this one? What are, what are the, what are two things you absolutely would tell any husband not to do?
1: Not to tell his wife what to do.
2: There's one. No. one. Um, so check mark. Well, I was.
1: I mean, for definitely one thing, um, and th- and we're not awesome at it. We, I mean, we constantly need work on it. Is to guard your time, protect your time. You, an email doesn't need to be answered at 8 p.m. It can be handled in the morning. If mm-hmm. you have a date night, it's a date night. It's not yeah. a let's go out to dinner at a fancy restaurant and talk more about work.
2: Yeah, mm. that's good. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I think uh, one thing I would say uh, from all the ladies out there. If your man is the leader of your team or in your company, <clears throat> ask questions, don't tell him. Mm. Um, I think that was a really hard one for me. And then if you're, if you're joining and, and it wasn't built by you together, right? Does that make sense? So, so mm-hmm. in our organization, it was I that, that we went to work and slayed the dragons and did all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're entering the business, um, step lightly, um, for whatever reason, guys, I think, um, have a much harder time um, from an ego standpoint than, than the ladies do. Um, so I know that when she got into the business, I felt sometimes like my, I, I was being stepped on, uh, which of course was never her you know, desire. So wh- what, about, what about something that you would say, absolutely do this?
1: I want to go back to that. It's interesting about being stepped on. Yeah, you
2: just uh, opened that door, bro. Well, no, but
1: I know um, because there were times like you felt like, wait a second, this was my place where I was the king of the hill. And now you're taking some of the spotlight and that took some, you know, working through um, and not that I was like coming in saying, Hey, look at me, but I will say um, he has made me such a better leader. Yeah. And I wouldn't recommend somebody going in to an op- an organization as large as ours. It's easier to start small because I had a crash course. I always said I was not a great leader because um, I didn't. I lacked patience. I lacked um, that skill set to you know pull out um, the genius for some from mm-hmm. others. You know, mm-hmm. and I was always I'm the genius, not I'm the genius maker. And now that switch is flipped on, in me too, and that's in large part with Todd and. And in tread lighting, treading lightly, there are some landmines that he's already done stepped on and and been blown to bits. So why learn that lesson the hard way? Yeah. Ask a lot of questions.
0: Yeah. But
1: good. absolutely. I mean, I love working together. I love bouncing ideas off each other. And And also in doing that and asking questions, you guys, you know, he can have an idea. I'm asking a bunch of questions and then together we can come up with something even better. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love, you know, i will tell you, I've been very fortunate in a number of different businesses to work with family and, you know, they always tell you, oh, never work with family. It's the worst thing you'll ever do. And, you know, I've never had that mindset. You know, I've never, yeah, we have, we had hard conversations. Absolutely. But there's nobody I'd ever want more in my corner than family. And the fact that you two have made that decision to, to be family and to be doing business together is awesome. And, you know, things change you know, we know that in, you know, in five years things could be different, you know, but the fact that you guys have done this, the wisdom you guys have gained through that. And I think the wisdom you can impart on so many other people that are going through that is just going to be awesome. So, um, I'm going to cut this now. We're about 30 minutes this is awesome. Um, you know, I hope that people, whoever's listening to this, uh, you know, as you continue to grow and as you continue to add people in your life and in your business, you know, if you have an opportunity to add your spouse or to add a family member, really, I hope this podcast really brought some light into some of the challenges that you're going to face, but also the best part of why you want to do business with people that are part of your family. And uh, as if you, if you guys know Todd and Shannon, they are just the cream of the crop. They are awesome, and um, they love pouring into other people because they've poured into themselves first. And they really truly do live authentic lives. So I appreciate you guys. Thanks for being on this podcast, today. and thanks, thanks for, for us. thanks for giving some something back to people as they're listening to this. I this was awesome. Thank
2: you. Thanks, Thank Josh. You for
0: us. All right, guys. Well, hey, we'll look forward to seeing you guys and hearing you on the next episode. Have a good one. Wait before you go. We want you to know